Are you ready? I'm ready. Thinking about my grandma and shit, I got the number one record. They acknowledge the jit. They going crazy when they play it, head bobbing and shit. And I'm just somewhere fucked up thinking about my father and shit. They found him dead a couple of days before I started tour. Same day I flew back to the city of Miami. I was out there with the family, just looking at my daughter, thinking to myself, damn, my baby looked just like my daddy. Same time I got the news, my shit went number one. That's fucked up. That shit there was confusing a little bit, you know. I flew with the stick. Okay, let me know what's up before I lose it in this shit. And everybody trying to talk, I ain't trying to talk. I'm trying to click. I'm trying to send somebody with them. Somebody let me know what's happening. My last name, K-I-R-K, Kirk. You know how I rock behind my daddy? You know I never gave a fuck about the world, just my family? How the fuck I make it to the top the same day I lost that nigga had me? How a nigga perform on BET and a year ago couldn't afford a sandwich? I had to move in with TG when I went broke moving out to Cali. What you know you smiling every day for your fans, acting like you happy? I spent $100,000 laying my daddy to rest, but I ain't bragging. I got some questions. I'm going to die about respect if I don't get answers. My mama stood up in the, chur- in the chair and took it like a G when she had cancer. My brother be thinking that we don't love him and let him struggle like we ain't family. Like I won't give up all I got to see you happy. Nigga, we shocked the world. Everybody know what's happening. I'm still little John John. My song just went platinum, nigga. We on our own time. Let's move out to Cali, nigga. Put the kids in homeschool. Let's go get us a mansion, nigga. Let's raise our kids right. Let's watch the shit we teach them, nigga. Let's start a business for you so you can't say they leeching, nigga. How I know I'm the chosen one? Because sometimes when I be speaking, like on this song, I ain't rapping. I'm preaching, nigga. And that is the adorable Jonathan Kirk, a.k.a. the baby, from his song intro by the baby. And with that being said and understood, I'd like to welcome you guys to Termage Your Talk, your weekly walk through the mind of, or the minds of two hip hop heads who happen to be women. And this is Chantel, and that is. Good day! Hello, hello, hello. Hey, y'all. So, are you familiar with Intro by the Baby? Not at all. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> this is I was like, this dude get a deal. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Wow. His dad died, and his, he's got family problems and shit. He has family problems, yeah. but I feel like I'm noticing um, a trend with success is like once you get where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Or where you might want to be, mm-hmm. you, you take a, a large loss. Usually, a key person. Well, I family. Think, yeah, he was in the process of kind of coming up, and um, it looks to me like his loss of his dad seemed like it wasn't under natural circumstances. Right, like that. Like did maybe sound, somebody shot his father. That sounds like his dad got shot. But like, what the? How fuck? old is he? Like twenty something at very minimum, right? I think the baby was born in 1985, but I could be wrong. Well, shit, he can't he, be 30, is he? He can't be 30. Like I don't know. Yeah, your father's still out here getting Why not? Why not? Shite. I mean, that's in the game, in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless he was just walking down the road and get Oh, no, robbed. Mr. Kirk. We got to find out. We got ha- to find we out gotta, what happened to Mr. Kirk. We got to find out what happened to Mr. Kirk. But I feel like Megan... The stallion had a similar thing, like as her star was rising. 
I don't know. She That's took different. Her mom was there with her the whole way through. Though. Yeah, but you know, your star's rising. You like as he's describing it. You know, I don't think that for Megan. I think it's unfortunate that because people don't tell you when, when she got to sick, the pinnacle. Yeah, her mom has been sick and probably hit it. No, she knew her mother was sick. They just didn't talk to us about it because it wasn't really our, our business. business. You know, everybody would be like, oh, you travel with your mom to do shows. Your mom knows about your lyrical content. Her mom would be there. But I think that instead of taking the focus away from her, they chose to focus on her and not focus on the mom. Got it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I would hear interviews. Megan has kind of been bubbling on the scene the last year before um, Tina Snow came out. Yeah. Um, she was on a lot of podcasts that I listened to, and she was even on Torrey's show. And Torrey is, is straight journalist, and they talked about like her background, her family, her upbringing, her education, her commitment to education, the idea that her mom was like right there by her side. And they never talked. You gotta about give me this list of um, these podcasts you'd be listening to. You got a very deep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This ain't my first time asking for it, y'all. Yeah, I mean, you know. Sure. I can always send it to you in a Google Drive and share it, and you can happily open it at your earliest convenience. That's a, a little dig at the <laughs> fact that Chantel sent me some notes for the pod. And she was like, did you get to look at the notes? And I'm like, huh? She's like, you don't use any of these email addresses, do you? Mm-hmm. I got a few. Um, I got one email address. I the email address I had prior to this email address was my Hotmail email address. I don't know how you. I don't know how y'all. I'm still in my AOL bag. I don't y'all. know how y'all manage all the email inboxes. I can't do it. I cannot. I'm in my. I'm in my AOL bag. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I gotta check that out. Mm-hmm. My nope. five Gmail joints. Nope. Nope. I have one email address. So if you have my email address, you can email me. And speaking of which, while we're here, um, thank you guys for listening to us. Just want to remind you to follow us on Termagent Talk. Pod on Instagram, excuse me, Termagent Talk on Instagram, Termagent Talk on Facebook, Termagent Talk Pod at Gmail if you'd like to write us a little notey note. Definitely and, write us, man. Um, I if miss you want to leave a review or anything, um, I will at the end of the show, we'll share a little bit of reviews because we got some good comments on our Instagram page. But I want to make sure to ask you guys to recommend us, review us, and subscribe. You know it's free, whether you're subscribing on SoundCloud or subscribing on Apple Podcasts. Uh, please feel free to rate, review, and subscribe and pass it on. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, so I guess we might as well get into, into today's topics and like talk about what we think from a music perspective was popping this week. So what did you hear that was new that was popping? Um, J. Cole was featured on a J. Rude whoa, hmm. not J. Rude hmm. Damager, Guru. Hmm. On a Guru uh, track. It's a I think they released track. it as a gangstar it's song. It's a gangstar song, but you know. Um, Let's see. Give me a second. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, I asked mm. her what's popping. She. <laughs> I told her what was popping. So it's Gangstar. The it song. is a Gangstar song. Yeah. yeah. Family um, and loyalty. It's family and loyalty. It's. Tell me what you think about <laughs> this song. <laughs> I like the song. Why does no? I no, like I'm not song. just going into I like the song. What I like most about the song is the fact that. Guru doesn't sound dated, as we all know. Guru's no longer with us. Um, he's been going for a long he, and time, and he's been going for a while. So for me, ooh, Mm-mm-mm. yeah, this a mess. This a mess, y'all. Somebody needs to learn to hit the lock button on the phone. Word, you gotta lock it, lock it, it down. No, but, 
Lock it down. <laughs> what I especially like about Keep the song is down. the fact that I'm on the ground. I can't deal with I'm on the ground. I'm sorry, I'm having a Beyonce breakout moment. All right. So Guru he, sounds he been dead for nine years, y'all. He's been dead for nine years, and it doesn't sound like he recorded this over nine years mm. ago. Like to me, it's him. His content has always been mature content, mm-hmm. so that always always ages well. Mm-hmm. But bigger than that, when you have this old stuff that didn't make any of your albums, mm-hmm. it's usually because you didn't like it. Or mm. so I think. Premier did a good job of finding something that Guru wouldn't hate having out there right, right now in the moment. Because a lot of times when people go back and get that old content from someone mm-hmm. who's passed, and it seems like a money grab, for me, I'm like, you know, Michael Jackson wouldn't have released this ever in life, right? right? Um, I feel like Premier did a good job of getting something that was really good content, something that Guru could be proud of. It didn't feel like a money grab. It just felt more like, yo, this, my, my man was a big part of hip-hop, and that doesn't have to go away. And J. Cole did his thing. Now, yeah, he, he I liked his flow on it, mm-hmm. J. Cole. His lyrical content was dope. Like, he sounded like he was, he's always going to sound neck and neck with a good MC because mm-hmm. he's a good MC, but his content is also mature and I, I enjoyed it. I listened to it a mm-hmm. few times. I, it sounded what what I liked about the song was that they put verse one guru, verse two J Cole, verse, verse three, three guru. guru. So it sounded to me like J Cole wrote to the bars that Guru had already laid down. Yes, which made it a much better song. It made it a better song because it. Like he's that's how collaboration yeah. is supposed to yeah. work. Not just you jumping on with your flow. Yeah. And and just being glad that the person's name It didn't sound like he phoned it in. It sounded right. like he took it, he sat with it. Because when you listen, he's referencing what Guru's saying in the first verse. Right. And kind of keeping in the line of the of the song. And what I appreciate again is that it didn't sound like he had to rise really high to match Guru's style because that's how good Joe J. Cole is. Did you see the note that he put up about it though? No, but I it, when he said this was his last feature, mm-hmm. yes, I saw that. And um, I don't know what that means. Did he mean last feature for life, last feature for year, the year? I wonder. What I he don't meant. know what he meant by that. Um, I hope he doesn't mean he's hanging it up. No feature. Yeah, I know, but sometimes the only way you get some J Cole content is via feature, right? Because right. he takes he takes his time with his process. Yeah. So we'll see if we don't get another feature from him. When will we hear him again? I don't know. And how is that possible? Would he consider what he does on Dreamville a, f- a feature? Probably. Hmm. So then we have uh, Ghostface Killer. So now, while I did a lot of my homework, I did not do my Ghostface Killer homework. So but I know you did. I didn't listen to everything. That's because, okay. But I liked what I heard. I appreciated that it was like dropped on Friday the 13th. It's Ghostface Killer with the Ghostface Killers. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Like, it didn't seem to me that... It sounded like RZA could have produced the tracks, but I couldn't find anything saying that he did. So the name of the album is called Ghostface Ghost Killers, Killers with an S. Yes. And it is... There's some Capadonna, Met the Man Appears, Inspector Deck Inspector Deck. Deck. Like, that's another thing I appreciated about the effort. Like, they still the boys getting back together. Like, yeah. what we've seen in the past year is them saying, yeah, it doesn't stop. We said we were brothers. We meant we were brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting because we'll get to it 
once the series wraps. Even Master Killer. Yes. Yeah, guys, we're planning on doing a full review of the um, the Wu-Tang American Saga on right. Hulu. So you guys should probably watch along so that we can have an interactive uh, uh, conversation or whatever. If you guys have any feedback as of now about it, maybe we're, I, I would love to know if y'all are on the same page as we are. Because some days confusing. we text each other with the question face like, uh, what happening? help. What's happening? What are we watching? What are we seeing? Visually, it's beautiful. It is. It's gorgeous. Beautiful gowns, as Aretha Franklin would say. Um, But once it ends on the 23rd, I think we'll record and we'll do an episode. So we'll try to encourage everybody to give us feedback so we can kind of have like that kind of opening dialogue-y shit going on. But But it's like a brotherly thing. And like I was about to say, um, when you watch this story, it's like, wow. They, so they're they're sticking together through a lot. I'm so confused. I'm so confused. I I, I I'm very I want confused the DVD as well. Commentary, like I need to know what the f I'm watching. I got questions that need answering. I, I yeah, confused. there's a lot of questions yeah. I have. But and even part yesterday, it's taking too long to move. Yeah, yesterday I listened to like not I I've been listening to. Ghostface. Mm-hmm. But yesterday I listened to a lot of Ghostface. What do you Ghostface like the most about Ghostface as an MC? His flow. Like what he the words he can put together <laughs> and the passion he puts behind them. It like if we were talking, I, I cannot deal with Chantel and, <laughs> and the Y'all shaky shakes. The shaky shakes. But um if you listen to Ghostface and liken it to a Mary J. Blige, and they're like, oh, her voice is so soulful. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could say that. Like, whatever the equivalent of that in hip-hop would be, like, you he passionately like he a, um... is connected to everything he's saying. Like, okay. it's coming right from his heart, like, and then making his way out. Right. I think that's why Back Like That resonates so much with people. It's all with him and Neo. Right. Oh, yeah, I was listening to that. I was mm-hmm. like, well, um... I don't know if that's ooh, autobiographical. Ooh. It feels like it, unless he could attach that level of emotion, because somebody did him dirty. Mm-hmm. Somebody but got him back like dirty. that. Yeah. Right. And then, as I was listening to it yesterday, I was like, yo, there's nothing you could do to a man that he thinks is okay for you to get him back like mm-hmm. that. It's true. You're very true. You're right. Like, he'd be like, I know what I did was whack, mm-hmm. but you don't get a nigga back like that. How? Uh, what's Give the, me the list. Let, what's the line, guys? Let us know what's the best way to get to back. To get you back when you do foul shit. Tell us. you know you, y'all be sleeping with friends, family. Mm, Lord. All mm. kind of teeth and money out of the people them purse. Oh, Lord. And then be like, you don't get a nigga back like that. Nah, mm-hmm. I, that's what I want, fellas. We gonna need. I need a poll on this. Tell her. I need them to tell us what what the line is. Give me the five things you can can do to get a dude back that is acceptable. And I do my. You do what you did to me. I do these five things to you. Maybe not all five of them, but one of these five things. And then you, you know we can get back to what we was doing, loving on each other. Mm-hmm. And you know that I'm going to come back with one of the other four things that I have yet to do mm. if you do your file shit again. I, I'd like to know. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know what this thing is that we could do. So, um, again, I appreciated that Ghostface brought all his passion. Is still... He's very so, emotional. Yes, he's an emotional Man. person. He's triggered. He's, he's he, he seems like he's very triggered by things. But him and the boys got together. Method Man was there too. Did you mention? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I just love that they're able to still get together. And I love what we've been seeing come out of Wu Tang for the past 
They're going to solidify themselves as wealthy men. Before. And they're about to make some intergenerational money as yes. well. So good for them. Um, and I'm glad that we're able to see it, witness it while they're while most of them are still with us. Right. And then we've only lost one. We've only lost one and that And that was a long time ago. Right. Um, um and they're still trying to do things to keep him as yeah, current. But I, I understand his son is wilding the fuck out on that show he's on. Oh yeah. I, I, I haven't checked in because I tried to watch and it felt I was, I'm watching like they are about to make New York look really bad. Mm. And I was like, I can't do this with them. You're on the, but you know you're responsible for running the reality T V desk. Right, you know. I don't, fuck, um, I don't bang over there. Next week, mm-hmm. they're gonna, you know, Lil Kim's reunion for mm-hmm. her little girls cruise is so, gonna be on. And after that, you know, mm-hmm. I could come back and tell you know, tell y'all, us, tell us about the whole about show. the whole trip. Okay. You know, all the people. I the trust growth. you on that. Yeah, I love yo. I walk away saying I love Kim. Okay, like we'll she talk is about so that. cute. It's ridiculous. We will talk about that. Um, I'm curious. I can't wait to hear. Oh, DMX. And we got DMX news. We were on live before we went live. Right. And we got the news is that DMX with his gray beard. Ick. His gray beard and his handsomeness has re-signed with Def Jam. Yay. So X is still getting the bag. Um, round of applause for I DMX. know some people feel like you know, when he first came home, I was a little concerned because it felt like he was immersing himself too soon into this entertainment shenanigans. But it doesn't look like he's gotten into the shenanigans. He doesn't have another skill set. So what else is he supposed to do? Correct. Like, what else is he supposed to do? All the you think he can still act? You still you think yes, he still got the chops? Of course. Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. He was literally a full on dope fiend breaking into people's homes, and now we love him as Iron Man. So Anyone if Robert Downey Jr. could do that, then anything is done. You know, Robert Downey Jr. doesn't have a what? gray beard for me to see. Have oh. we seen gray beard on him? Nah, you gotta relax on the gray beard. Nah. I'm not into that, fellas. Nah, DMX look nice. Okay. He looks nice with his gray beard. He does not need to put that black shit on his face. First of all, it that doesn't black have to be black, weird. y'all. It could be like what off black. No, no, it looks weird. Go to a professional. No, it looks weird. You could weird. go to a professional. Dying facial hair is like dying pubic hair to me. Like it's just weird. Don't do that. Don't listen to shit as hell, y'all. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't y'all. come on. Come on, man. Don't do that. Don't do, do that. Do something. Don't. Uh, you know what? Do that. No. Let's have a poll on this. Let's get this 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 social media. Oh popping. my god! Let, ladies, let me know if you like that shite. Gray no, beards. Gray beards. Ick. I, I'm I'm not old enough to like it yet. What? I don't know. It's what? what it, <laughs> my daddy to shave. I don't ever see my daddy looking like a gray beard fool. No, I don't care for a naked face man. So. I mean, if the hair that come out your face is great, it's okay. It's fine. Do not be out here looking all like a daggone, like like somebody who's going to do somebody harm. Just go to a professional, sir. No, don't color it looking wild. Especially if you fair skin. Fair skin. Oh, God. If you fair skin, put some blonde flecks in that joint. Mm-hmm. Or be like the Indian man with the red. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> a little red joint. No. So DMX is signed. Also, while I was looking for new music... Something that wasn't so new popped up in my uh, Spotify as new music for me. Um, Naima Supreme of Sisterhood of Hip Hop fame. From Queens, yes. Yeah, she is from Queens. She is from Queens. Um, I am no Naima Supreme expert. Like, I will say that I, the 183rd song, the other one, that shit bangs. She's lyric. She's she's very talented. She's talented. She's nice. She's gorgeous. 
<clears throat> but, you know, she had an album pop-up, Energy. It seemed like, it, it, I think it dropped in March of this year. Mm-hmm. But the song popped up on your thing. The the song popped up on my thing. I was like, oh, this is dope. Because I, I, re- I have been trying to follow the careers of all of the MCs from Sisterhood of Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it was the first time hip hop made the effort to put all the women in the room. And be like, yo, we respect you. Let's see where this can go. Um, Again, you know that I don't, I don't sit at the reality TV desk. So I have no idea what happened on Sisterhood of Hip Hop. Um... We was there talk. any viable people that came out of there? Anyone's career Everyone, enhanced well, by it? I didn't see any enhancement of careers except for the fact that um, B assigned to Pharrell. So I don't know if that means that she's going to be in this loophole of not being able to put her music out. Um, Bia, who would, who's Bia? I believe she's dating Justin Combs right now. Um, I don't know what that means. Maybe his daddy gone by a bag of soon. See what um, I mean? This is why. Like, can she? Can the girl make music? music. Is it Ill? Can we get yeah, a song? Yeah, Bia is nice. Yeah, Pharrell thought so. Yeah, we'll um, make a song because you know. Saya is out. nice. Tank thought so. I just thought Saya would have been better served aligning herself with someone who was more fully immersed in hip hop ah, instead of mm, R and B. Right. Um, I still check to see what she's doing. She's still doing things, but. I don't think anybody's career broke out or ran off as it should have. Diamond was on it, and we still haven't heard much from her. Um, Hmm. Everyone was signed already. Mm -hmm. But I'm not seeing anything bubble from these careers. Uh, There's a young lady coming out of the South who is signed. Her name be Brianna Perry. Yes. I've heard her name a lot. I, I like Brianna Perry. She, mind you, all of these women were nice. No one was on the show where you're like, I don't even understand why they think they okay. can rhyme. Um, everybody's nice. They tried to get them into a group to play along together. That didn't work. Um, but I've been trying to follow each and every one of the careers. Naima Supreme put something out in March of 2019. I'm not quite sure why I wasn't able to find it because mm-hmm. I was actually looking for her content. Mm-hmm. But it popped up. She has an interesting interlude that um, kind of speaks to go, getting right back to how dudes be like, come on, man, you know, I, what I did was whack. Um, maybe I'll play it, you, you know, maybe I'll put a clip on, on our social media, on our IG page, because I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, it, I, it, I thought it was hilarious. Um, and then we'll discuss it to see how ridiculous these dudes get. They get into their ridiculous bag heavy. Mm-hmm. Maybe no, it wasn't maybe. I'm trying. I'm asking you direct questions, and you giving me bullshit answers. Um, and then that kind of leads into like a, a song called "Mine," which kind of spins off of "The Girl Is Mine" mm. or "The Boy Is Mine." My 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 bad. That was Michael and Paul. Mm. The Boy Is Mine, Ooh, which is uh, Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney. Uh, which is a uh, Brandy and Monica. No shade. Yo, you this heard a quick sidebar. Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney gave us some tunes. Mm-choo. They gave us Say, Say, Say. And? They gave us Say, 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 What You Want. That shit was ill. Yes. I fucked with that. Did you fuck with that? I fucked with that heavy. Yeah. And Latoya was in the video. And then they had, so they had that. And then what was the other one that they had? Shit. The Girl Is Mine. Yes. The Doggone Girl Is Mine. The Doggone Girl Is Mine. But then the foul shit, though. Then Michael Jackson kind of did the foul shit. Where he went and brought all the masks. Yeah, what the fuck? 
he was like, yo, let me get get up under Sir Paul. Was Sir Paul Sir Paul at the time? You see, he was like, Queen don't even fuck with him like that. That was foul. Michael Jackson, you a foul dude, as Nori would say. Mm -hmm. R.I.P., sir. A Virgo. There's some very crafty people. Did you hear about... um, like the behind the scenes to the first time that Brandy and Monica performed. No, the, I don't believe the that. boys. Well, you don't believe no, that. No, it didn't you look get like it. In your fucking face and, and they, they go, go perform? perform. Depends on and how pretend much. Pretend to fight with the person. There's not enough money in the world at that age. Well, I don't know, man. At that age, I don't know. No, you do know. She you didn't were, tell everybody. You, you. no bullshit. You were a <laughs> everybody ain't me either. No, you were a teenage <laughs> girl for a set amount of time. You gonna get punched in your face. Maybe it was a mush. No, I don't give a fuck what it was. You're going to get touched, and then you're just going to go on stage and pretend like it's all good? It would have been just like uh, the five heartbeats no, with the fighting in the background. Yeah, like, was a real official also, fighting in the background. Also, those are men. Mm-hmm. Men are not women, and men are not teenage girls. No way in fucking hell. Did not happen. Dallas Austin's on drugs. Fuck out of here, bro. Yeah, I was like, this don't sound... I mean, Brandy do look a little bit like Mm-mm. she ain't want to be there. Nah, Brandy's from Cali, L.A. Nope. Everybody... Nobody's getting punched in the face and just chilling. No. It don't seem like anybody like Sonya Reyes would do that either. No. Yeah, because Sonya would have jumped in. Like, yo, first of all, you ain't touching my daughter. But yeah, I, my I daughter got probably fought Sonya and Brandy, so... I got hands too, but nobody came out. The thing that I've been looking for in the past couple of weeks is the people to come out and be like, yo, that shit ain't happened. No, but it's just that it came out of Dallas Austin's mouth. I'm not sure if he's okay. True. So, and it's like, it's whack. It's corny. We still talking about a fight that happened. I like, I don't know, but he's not the only one coming out with all this. He never, he's the only one that ever said that they fought. That you, no, I that mean, uh, with regards to those two, but I'm talking about like, People going on like, hey, did you know that this happened back then? And yeah, like, I mean, it's time to tell. It's time for snitching. It's time for snitching. No Takashi. Uh, but speaking know, of man. telling and talking, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about the Hustlers movie that I went yeah, to see. I tried to go to see it, but, you know, I was uh, not able. Um, well, so I went to go see Hustlers, and the way I went to see it was pretty cool because it was like a hustler, a special uh, like uh, we went to the Alamo Draft House in Brooklyn. Big shout out to Alamo Draft House. Me. My sister, Shauna, and Tamiko went to see it. Hey, ladies. Um, they had, like, a food special. They had drink specials. What kind meals. of food they were serving to watch the stripper movie? Well, they had really good drinks. Oh, because I've always heard. I've never been in a strip club, y'all. You know, they, you so, know. No, they didn't do the wings thing. Oh, because I heard that wings at the strip club be pop. Yeah, yeah. No, they didn't do that. They did, like, more of, like, food choices because the Alamo Draft House gives you Cooked food. Mm-hmm. And um, they do drinks. Um, you know, I was abstaining because of what's going on. But anyway, I will say this. The movie is very good. If you have two hours, go see it. Everyone does their thing from J-Lo to Cardi How to much all the of people. a thing did Cardi have to do? Did she have a significant role? Yeah. I mean, she. there's so many people that... Um, I don't remember if we talked about this last week. I think we might have. But it's worth talking about it again. Um she was in like four or five scenes. She was good. Lizzo How many was lines did she have? I don't know. She was just every time more she than showed three up, or four lines. Every time Cardi opened her mouth, everyone laughed. This is the thing that I'm trying to get at. I'm trying. Um, please tell me. Nicki what you're doing. Minaj was in a movie. Oh, and um, you know, everyone says she's the best at everything. And you know what I want. What I want us to start. stop comparing them. Okay, I, I'm going to compare them for this though. Yeah. What I said to Chantel Nikki's before she funny. went to see 
the thing is, <laughs> I saw the movie that Nicki Minaj was in. I like the movie. With but Cameron she had, Diaz? Yeah, with Cameron Diaz. Yeah. And I, I like the movie, but Nicki had like four or five lines. Mm-hmm. And, and with Jamie Lannister from... Um, people were saying, you know... Nikki's a, a media personality and media this and all of this superstar mm-hmm. and a, definitely a theater kid. If Cardi uh, had seven lines, I'm good with that. It's not even that. Cardi has... and She uh, owns the room. I, it's not a Nikki versus Cardi thing. For me, it is. Okay. For me, Cardi, Belle Khalees Almazar is a charismatic spirit. She is energy personified. She is fucking funny. Comedic timing is on point. She's funny. She's funny when she's not even trying. She's so... She's, she's a character. She has yeah. a, she's a character. Um, if she was nervous, you couldn't tell. Um, she was engaging with people that she was familiar with. You know, Jennifer Lopez. I don't know what her relationship is with Constance Wu. But whatever it is, when she had to come and be herself and do her thing, she did really good. Um, Kiki Palmer, good. Um, uh, Lizzo, good. Or the girl from um, The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, okay. Uh, I don't know if you watch Handmaid's Tale. No. But um, the girl who plays Janine is in this movie. She's very good. But her energy is, is funny because you're so used to seeing Janine with one eye and this no makeup. You forget that she's like very pretty but kind of quirky. So it's a very good movie. It's two hours long. It's great for girls' night out. You could go on a date night if you want to, too. Um, there's not as much ass shown as you would think. Um, but there is. Could enough. you tell that J Lo did her own uh, dancing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the type of strip club that this is is not the kind of strip club it's, where like J Lo's body club. would be welcome. It, that at that time, um, that body type would be welcome. Okay. Um, I thought it was interesting that there was a mix, but but that would be it. Um, I think everyone should go see it. If you get some time off for uh, Columbus Day, go take a look. What you, day now? Columbus Day is coming up. Indigenous Persons Day, whatever mm-hmm. you call it. Um, the holiday in October when everyone's off. If I'll you're be off, at work. Okay, go see it then. Go catch a matinee. Go see it on a late night. Whatever you want to do, it's worth it. But, um, and if you want to talk about the movie, you can just get back to us and let us know what you thought. I give it five stars. Oh, five out of mm-hmm. five? Yeah, it was really good. Nice. It was like very they, What about the plot? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Everything was good. The acting was was excellent. Julia Stiles was in there. I love her. Oh, I don't. But but she's good. I mean, she's good for the roles that she plays. But I love she's her because she looks like my cousin. Oh, oh. Yeah, she's always got that tight lip. Yeah, um, that's my, that, that's the thing that looks like my cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and kind of sticking with the uh, the rappers turn actors, turn rappers, um, turn actors. Turn rappers. That's still rapping. Never That's still rapping. Every yeah. summer. So um, in, today we're going to talk about two pretty big topics. Um, you you know about Fat Joe. Yes. So um, should we tell people? I have the quote here. Tell you, let's read the quote. Okay. Um, so we know who Fat Let's make an establishment here. Fat Joe is one of, is a key member of the hip-hop community. Yes, digging in the crates. He's from the golden era. Yes. You know, digging in the crates crew. BX. Got a flow Joe. All the way up. Got a flow Joe. He is un- underrated in many ways because he's got more hits than motherfucking Yeah, you think like, about. you know, be- because he just, he's not going anywhere. Even like if you don't hear from him all frigid months, understand that in the summer, you're going to get a Joe Yeah, summer. yeah. Fat Joe is like, if he gives you a set, 
Um, and he comes all the way back from like Terror Squad. Yes. No, he's, he's digging the crates first. Then he had Terror Squad, and then he was just kind of like off on his own. Off a on bit. his own, Joe. Yeah. He's kind of the person that gave Caleb one of his first looks. Yes. And I think that that's why you always see, see them. them together. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, yes. Um, and then, you yeah. know, because Rem was away, she was from the Terror Squad. Yeah. Rem was away. Then she came home and was Remember like, my, my sister's. My my sister's home, and mm-hmm. let's start doing these. They work like, let's get back to it. Yeah, and they got back to it, and you know what? It's a recipe that it doesn't fail. Yeah, I mean, Fat Joe is known for having a lot of connections. Like he did a lot of work with Big Pun when Big Pun was alive. Um, he is a Puerto Rican man. Puerto, he is Puerto Rican. Rican. Actually, he's Puerto Rican and Cuban, and that's really important because Fat Joe's been out promoting. Um, he just released a song with. Um, Cardi. Cardi and the, I can't remember the other guy's name, but the song um, Yes with Cardi and they have a sample of Anguile by uh, Hector Laveau and um, that song is a chant almost like when you really listen to what they're talking about, it's kind of like a almost a, I don't want to say a a chant to, to Oshun, but it really is when you listen to what he's saying. It has ro- its roots in... Uh African traditional mm-hmm. religions, I think more specifically Santeria. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, Hector was in his spirituality. Yeah, there. deep, deep. Um, you know, and when you're honoring the goddess Oshun or any of the goddesses, one of the best ways to do that is with music. Through singing. So this, it's especially, a beautiful you know, loop. Oshun likes that. Yeah. She, she likes it when men sing to her. Especially when they sing beautifully. And, yes. And Hector Laveau had a beautiful voice. Um, so they take that that sample they use that sample and it's something that now that they've been going and talking about doing talking about the um the single you end up with fat joe having a sit down with ebro darden and um he said something that i thought everyone knew that set the little twitter gram twitter world on fire well you know i guess for us we're new yorkers so these things that seem commonplace were common sense yeah i'm gonna read the quote And then I want to talk to you about it. Okay. So he said, Latinos are black. In Cuba at one time, there was 8 million Cubans. 5 million, unfortunately, were slaves. 3 million were actual Cubans. I'm not sure what he meant, but I think he meant white people. And (laughs) and indigenous people. He knew he was already about to start saying some groundbreaking shit. And they integrated and had babies. He continued to support his point. Okay. He said the same thing with Puerto Rico. When you look at Lizoa, you talk about Santeria, they came from motherland Africa. Sometimes Latino Latinos may be may even identify themselves with African and black culture more than black people. I understand what he's saying. There's I understand, a lot of words. But I didn't really and like he, that. He goes, This ain't no crazy thing. Fat Joe ain't on crack. He knows what he's talking about. Right? Okay. So this this turned into people on Twitter freaking the fuck out. Were there Latinos who did not want to be aligned with being No, it wasn't. See, this is the problem. Okay. The people on Twitter who I saw freaking out were black people. And what was their And when I say black people, I mean phenotype, clear, black people. So as you look at me, you know, if you see me, people are going to describe me as a black woman. Okay. Same. If I open my mouth and I speak English, cool. If I open my mouth and I speak French... Cool. If I open my mouth and I speak Spanish, cool. But you look at me and you know, black woman. So it's really easy to put me in a box. Okay. 
Now, if I open my mouth and start speaking Spanish, I'm fucking some people's heads up for some reason. I don't, don't know why, why. Because the same way I speak English, I could speak Spanish or French or, for that matter, Portuguese. Or, if we want to get real ill with it, I could speak Chinese. I could speak Jap. Correct. It's just language is what comes out your mouth. Right. Fine. But what Fadjo is saying here is something that a lot of us know to be true is that the Spanish-speaking Caribbean were ports, slave ports, the same way the English-speaking Caribbean, the French-speaking Caribbean, the English-speaking America. Yes. Parts of the North America was French-speaking for a while, and there were Africans dropped off in these places and spaces, and what they took, brought to these places and spaces was culture, was vibes, was energy, was skin color, was appearances, was features, was all these different things. But for some reason, and I don't know if it's kind of like a pushback because there was a point in time when there was an idea of, of aspiring to whiteness in some of these Spanish-speaking Caribbean yeah, countries. Yeah, trying to, you know, trying to, to white out, out for the, purposes the of for purposes of um, tourism, going elevation, elevation, what financial. What do they call it in DR? Um, um, advance your race, right? They, they, there's a getting there's a out term, of the caste system that a, is a color-based caste system, I guess. Well, no, the term "advance your race" is to whiten your family. Yeah, is so you, this is a real thing they're doing. That's a term. If you look up "advance your race," like you will, he, you'll see that they. It's just a term that's used to say. I've never heard the. T- you, yeah. Well, not that I've never heard the term. I've heard the term, but I didn't pay much attention. But what I have been able to pay attention mm-hmm. to is the fact that I did see people doing that. Like, I dated a Peruvian, and, you know, his mom was wanting him to advance the race. Yeah, but the, but when we pretend, like, uh, somehow, some way, that this shit is only something that happens in Spanish-speaking countries, we are being full of shit. You hear me shaking out the gum, y'all? I want gum now, too, y'all. So we're being full of shit because it's the idea, it's the same shit with black people in America who don't want you to um, marry somebody who's dark skinned because you're about to darken up the family? Who people who want you to pat who want you to be lighter than a paper bag? People they who don't want, want dark skinned people to stay out the sun. Well, it's not even that because once you're already dark skinned, you're stuck. But the idea is like dark skinned people should be with light skinned people. Two dark skinned people don't need to be together, but it's great for two light skinned people to be together. All of that shit is all about anti-blackness. This is all about ascribing to whiteness. And all Fat Joe did was say, hey, y'all, I look the way I look because people had sex who um, some of them were brown people and some of them were light people and white people. And you get me. But I see myself as an African or of African descent. And that is why my music is the way it is, because Fat Joe is Puerto Rican and Cuban. From the Bronx. So he right. has always been very... Um, yeah. And I don't know if anybody's ever been to Puerto Rico or Cuba. But it's... Because when you black. go to he those even, places... He took us there with him and Spike Lee. Well, yeah, Spike Lee he, took us there. Yeah, when they did uh, She's Gotta Have mm-hmm. It season two. And Leosa, the town he's talking about mm-hmm. in Puerto Rico, is one of the more black towns. And there's a few towns that... Are, because you can be black and Puerto Rican at the same time. Yes. I can be American and black at the same time. You can be you can be Bayesian and white. I I know, right? <laughs> yes. No, but you no. I'm yes. just saying, like, yeah. so for some reason to lock uh, to make it so that Fat Joe, because he's Puerto Rican, he cannot embrace his African um, ancestry. When we spent the last ten years kicking Afro Latinos backs in. 
for denying their blackness. And now there's a movement where people are being more open. They're embracing. There's an awakening. Like, hey, global. And I'm even it's, a, it's just an opportunity to speak because the, the people are listening and listening in English, not just in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Because Celia Cruz is not invisible. And they love her. Like that is, she She deserves every bit of love that she gets. Right. I mean, think about it. Hector Laveau, he was there in the 70s and in the 60s embracing his, their, out, his African ancestry in his music. This, the modern, this salsa that he brought and then flipped from there was all African based. So nothing that Fat Joe said deserved what he got except that I think people are ignorant. And then I think we live in our bubble. Right. So, like, um, and the bubble is... Like, my bubble includes the Fat Joes that look like Fat Joe. and but, that like. But then uh, when I think bigger, you know, because being from New York makes it so that yeah. we see this every day and understand it. It's just, it just always has been to us. Yeah. Um, but York, thinking bigger, if you think... New Jersey. Middle Philadelphia. Of, if you think Middle America, they're like, no. With the exception of... Acceptance, ex- Exception of Chicago. Chicago has a huge Puerto Rican population. Okay. So you got Chicago, you got New York, you got New Jersey, you've got Boston, and then there's another town outside of Boston that has like a very high Puerto Rican population and very high Dominican population. I remember when Tupac was alive and he said when he went to LA, he was like, There's no Puerto Ricans there. So if you are black and you're from America and you hear someone like Fat Joe who is fair with blue eyes saying we're all African and you don't understand and you'll say, Oh, he just wants to say nigga. Right. But not to be understanding clear. And, and there are some folks from Puerto Rico who were who are white and right. who appear white who chose to Associate themselves outside of their outside of blackness, and they've moved on. That's not how Fat Joe chose to live his life or chooses to live, perceive himself. And he doesn't have to say any of this to say nigger, right? Well, I mean, it's the same argument that people mm-hmm. have, like with Takashi Six Nine, like why him and why was he allowed? It's it's very complex, and in the New York City metro area, it's really complex. And it's funky, and it has a lot to do with that relationship to Puerto Rico, to DR. It's a specific thing because it's not like I would be cool hearing somebody who I knew was, like, Mexican just bantering the N-word around. Right. It's difficult. It's it, very, it is very... Difficult. Um, and it would be easier if very none of us said it, but, you know, I, no. I, like, I like to drop my bombs Maybe. as I see fit. So, you know... I, I hear you, Fat Joe. I agree. I wish I disagree with people saying that because he looks how he looks, he doesn't have the right to say his truth, the truth. Right. Like, if you look in any book, textbook, and you're not stupid, it's going to make sense. And then look at, like, the thing with Fat Joe is like, okay, he's fair with blue eyes. But so is Jesse Williams. Right. Fair with blue eyes. And, um, you know, sometimes when when I hear people push back... I'm concerned for the lighter people in my, the white Bajans in my family because a lot of them don't associate themselves with being white. They are black. They have, they were raised black. They are black, black. Mm-hmm. Um, and f- I think advancing the race in my dad's family meant finding the darkest person you could marry and marrying them. Mm. And a lot of times that meant that they were finding that that sect in my mom's side of the family. Mm. Because, like, my uncle is married to... My mom's brother is married to my dad's sister. Mm. But if you look on his side of the family, which is biracial, 
They have all found the darkest person they could wed and made that happen. That's interesting. Well, it's just the thing with colorism is like it's bullshit. Um, it's not going to fix anything. And it's rooted in anti-blackness mm-hmm. and, um, and, and aspiring to white supremacy. So uh, mm-hmm. I really wish, I wish we could figure a way out and through this. Excuse me. But I don't know how. Um, we, the more we can kind of like eliminate anti-blackness, the better. But again, I don't know how we do that in a world where it feels like your blackness just puts you in such a bad spot. Right. Um, um, speaking of anti-blackness, and it wasn't on the docket, but that H&M. Oh. Um, oh. I, I don't want to go too deep into it, but what do you think about oh, the, the ponytail? Um, like, she took a couple of pictures. Uh, um, I don't really fuck with H&M. I don't, I don't think H&M either. has really interesting creative um, campaigns. Campaigns. I'm not interested in what they have to I offer. I feel like it's gotten to the point where the interesting campaign is to do something to upset people so that they can... No, I don't think that it's that deep to them. To me. You might feel that. I, I, just, I just think that... I think sometimes as Americans, we see things differently. I think as Europeans, the way people present themselves and the way they sit in their blackness might look different. Yes. So, uh, I, def- I just look the other way when it comes like, to Asian I haven't, shit. I haven't done a deep dive into these yeah. arguments. I, I don't... I, wasn't, I didn't fancy the sideways, the side profile picture with the ponytail. I, but it looked different when you just put the girl's face towards the camera. But, you know, people are saying it's anti-blackness to not like the messy bun that the young lady had. Being black is very complex. It is. Being black in this world is super complex because you, you have one minute you're fighting. Are you fighting anti-blackness? The next minute you're screaming about who's black enough. The shit is exhausting. I, the rhythm part, dope. The really cool swag, fun. Interesting story, nice. It's lit, but sometimes it's just like God fucking damn. The little girl just looked fucked up. It. I don't think it's because her hair was four C or whatever the fuck that means. It wasn't. I just the hair think, wasn't combed. Or, I just think that if I was gonna show a messy, if I, a person who's been black every single day of my life, and I was gonna show a messy hair day, that's not how I would have presented it. Right. There are ways to make something look messy and still fucking kill it. Yeah, or still pull together. Because I saw the other little kids. Right. There was a little girl who was blonde who had a ponytail that was like cocked to the side, but like a mess, but her hair did not look like, oh, fuck. The base didn't look. The way I look at messy hair for fashion Mm -hmm. is, is it something that could be fixed in five minutes? And to me, the little black girl's hair did not look like it was something that could be fixed in five minutes. The other kids looked like if somebody would just like, come here, come here, come here, come here, fix their hair and fix it, they would have been looking from messy to to presentable. I just don't like how, I don't like H&M's aesthetic. I don't like how H&M engages with black kids. I don't like how they present to black kids. I don't know who they're doing it for. So I just choose not to look at what they do. Okay. You know what I mean? I choose not to engage. Makes sense. I haven't engaged fully. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I didn't like the ponytail. I just looked at it and was like, they could have just brushed it. And then people are like, well, what do you think about this? And show her for Afro. Gorgeous. It's a gorgeous baby girl. Gorgeous. Love the Afro. I love the texture of her hair. Um, Would have loved. I also come from a time frame, a mindset. mindset. (laughs) It's going to sound really weird and maybe like super old. But like all of this little girls with their hair out shit is not how I was brought up. I like plaits. I like cornrows. Yeah, I don't that, like well, n- well, I mean, I like to have my hair braided. Yeah, is that the same thing though? No, not necessarily. Yeah. Um, let's just say I had plaits when I was yeah. younger. I didn't like going to school for them, but I had them. Yeah. I I don't like to it's see. It's a very now come hairstyle. Yeah, it's different. I remember seeing it like, oh, that's different. What happened? Like, then they made it a little fashionable with when the um, ribbons on the end. No, oh, when the it got a little bit bigger. Like girls, we got older, mm-hmm. and um. I forget the name of the group. Don't walk away, boy. Mm-hmm. What group? And they had plaits. I was like, well, would you look at that? These girls got plaits trying to be hot. Mm. I don't want it. I didn't I want have a very it. strong opinion about black girl hair and mm-hmm. its hair and its growth. And to me, I just feel like uh, some nice braids would have been better. I don't understand why we are all all kids' hairs out now. Like, but I, it's just a different. This is era. First of For all, me, as a person who has to, when mothers have to comb the hair, mm-hmm. all that air getting in the hair and the tangling, and then yeah. the drama you have to go through in order to um, actually get in there mm-hmm. and make the hair look good for school the next day, it's not worth it. No. Put that, well, braid that, section it off, braid it up, have a couple of days before you have to go back in there again. Yeah, my cousin, um, my cousin Tracy has two daughters who are very close in age, and she box braids their hair, and then she styles it through box braids. She box braids their natural hair. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like how we were all brought up, like all this hair out. And the hair regardless, out. And, and let me be clear, regardless to texture. Hair out. This, so for me, when I see stuff like the H&M thing, it's very foreign to me because I don't understand when we decided that people are just going to go off with hair out. But again, I am a black person raised in America by American parents who operated very specifically. Isley is a Bajan Russian with a lot of hair. Okay. And sometimes she wants to wear it out so she could flip it because, you know, flipping hair is... it Easter? Sometimes she wants to wear it out. Just so you understand how I was... Yeah, I know. Is it Easter? I was raised the same way and sometimes Isley's hair is out. Yeah. But when Isley's hair is out, that time to go back in and comb that hair up, it's always an event. Because mm-hmm, she ain't about that, yeah. you know. So my problem with that hair is that if, if I'm looking at it through an American, a black person in America's eyes, and in my eyes, that little girl's hair would have been done totally differently, even if it was messy. They could have said, "Come with messy braids," because you know how your hair looks mm-hmm. on the seventh day if you have cornrows, yes. especially with your natural hair. If you didn't, tie and they your hair do down. tell you what they're gonna want for this. Yeah, campaign. yeah, yeah. So they could have shame done on it. those parents. In yeah, my well, opinion, also I just know it's different because sometimes when you go abroad and you're like, "What the fuck is that?" But Yo, you realize, was, like, beauty standards are different. I was seeing, I, w- I watched um, Top Boy, that's what it's called. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I, I was watching five seconds, and I looked at the outfit that someone was wearing. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Why is this girl wearing camo with white um, feel eyes? Mm. I, I didn't understand yes, it. Yes, just different looks. And it's Very. funny, because this makes an excellent segue for our, our main topic of the day. Yay! So, guys, um, we're going to talk about the Queen of Barbados now. Them. Uh, I, I got to watch twice, and you got to watch once the Savage Fenty Fashion Show. 
Impressive. Rihanna decided to come here and make a concert, music video, art piece. What else would we call it? Perf- Fashion show. Performance art. Performance art. Um, dope. Liz. Liddy as fuck. Yeah. A Rock um, Nation fall barbecue. Uh- <laughs> yes. Um. So we should tell everybody what Savage Fenty is. Savage Fenty is her lingerie line. Who's her? Rihanna's lingerie. The queen of, queen of Barbados. Yeah, but everyone doesn't know who the, no, queen, the of Barbados queen of Barbados is. The queen of Barbados, Rihanna. Robin Fenty. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a lingerie line called Savage Fenty. And it's that what, goes a year from, old now? Or two? It's about a year old, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe a year and a half, because I feel like it's been a while that I've seen people... Um, Saying, hey, they wear Savage Fenty. Mm-hmm. Now, to be clear, I'm not in the Big Breasts Committee. Y'all know I don't say those other things. But um, What up, Jessica? But, I, you know, what I understand is very impressive about her line is that it goes all the way up to the, the letters. Letters that I don't... What's the biggest breast letter? Girl, I don't know. Um, they might go to Z's. I got middle of the road size titties. I don't. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. I said it. But I, I said it. What I understand is I, is it, I, I, you know, I have this little B, B cup breasts. Mm-hmm. But um, my understanding is that this uh, triple H's. Rihanna takes this all the way up, and the big girl, the big-breasted breast. Savage Fenty has decided to be an inclusive brand. Oh, yeah, that's what we want to say. They have decided that instead of just being like how... Everybody remembers how Victoria's Secret was and how they are. Victoria's Secret is down. You know, maybe you get an extra large. Maybe you get a double D up to a 38. Um, Savage Fenty has decided to give you the same exact brassieres. Shout out to my mom. And panties. Sorry, Jessica. There was no other way for me to say it. Um, whether you are a size double zero to whether you're a size probably 24. And what they decided to do was not only to do that, they are also giving it to you in looks. So there's the underwear. Then there's the lingerie. Right. Then there's the accessories. There's hosiery now. Yes. You got tinks, there's tights. A, and it's all about trying to make you feel as sexy as, as possible, possible for whoever your partners are. Because that's another thing I understand about the bigger um, breast bras. They just get into that um, the the nude color, and they don't get sexy at all. This is not true. That, that I don't know because I I I'll get my I bra at the ninety nine cent store I will if I have say to. This. What Fenty is doing is they are giving you a fair price. Oh yeah. Well, so, so right now, thing. so let me let me give you guys a little. Tell background. me, yes, I so know this. So I am not, I'm not part of. I'm like I said, I'm in the world of average size breasts, but I used to be heavier, and I used to wear a much bigger bra. So at one point, I wore like a 42, maybe 44F. So that's bigger. That's a lot and of alphabet. Sure, I mean, but that at that time, the bra choices, I could have gotten. All kinds of bras, but the really? bras would have sure. You can always have what you want. This is America. If you have money for it, you can have it. So you could get a bra fifty, sixty, seventy dollars. You know, maybe sometimes if you went to places like Lane Bryant or Ashley Stewart, you get a bra for thirty seven to whatever dollars. And if you got a sale, it's fine. I think the perception for a lot of people, a, a lot of times, what, what I've always seen on the bigger breasted mm-hmm. women. Granted, that would be the aunties. Yeah. 
Is um, that that not necessarily nude for blacks? Nude? Yeah, yeah. But that's also like those are choices. Sometimes it's about the quality of the bra. Okay. If you want a good maiden form and valley bra that's going to hold your breast up, have you looking very asymmetrical, giving you beautiful lines, or if you want to get a really good minimizer bra, there are certain brands that are legacy brands that have always done what needed to be done. But there was always Fredericks of Hollywood. So if you wanted to get out there and like show half your titties. Wait, well, Fredericks of Hollywood, that's good bras? Yeah, the bras was fine. That's fine. I mean, I thought that I could wear the Fredericks of Hollywood because I didn't need much always, by, by way of always support. went up because they were also, remember, we come from a time in the 80s where everybody started buying bigger titties. So if your titties weren't big and you wanted to be, but you really wanted the triple D life, they had to make these bigger bras. Right, but then you had the surgery. Like, my thing is the support. The yeah. fabrics was the good fabric. But the thing about it is that if you want a demi-cut bra, you're not looking for support. Okay. You know what I mean? You're looking for a look. You want half your breast to be out. Cleavage. Yeah, you want all this cleavage or when you want it push-up bras and all this stuff. A lot of the problem when it came to quality was how things washed and how things wore. I think that, um, like, I'm a big fan of, like, the maiden form, the ballet bras. I tend to stay within that world because I like my bras to not come out the washing machine, even though I know you're not supposed to wash your bras, blah, 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 whatever. I live in 20-fucking-19. I don't have time to be hand-washing bras. I wanted to come out with the wire still where it was left. And some of these bras and some of these brands that were fashion brands were giving you bras that underwires were popping out and the quality was poor. So we have a movement through Fredericks, which was still a little more pricey, and other brands that have come through. I think um, Victoria's Secret tried to go up, but they, they've always kept it to a certain height. Like they'll do an extra large panty. Um, they'll do a broad, maybe a 40, but maybe that's going to stop because they didn't want to be associated with anything that was kind of like plus size because the perception is anything that's plus size is not attractive. What Savage is doing, and they're not the first, but they're just choosing to do it very openly, very beautifully in a mainstream way is to say whether you're a zero or a 24. But then remember, there are women who are bigger than a 24 that are not still part of this. So Really? And we're talking panty? Yeah. Clothes, clothes go up this 24, 26, 28, 30, 32. So there's still a sector of women that Fenty's not serving. Hmm. And you have to remember that every woman who's big isn't big-breasted. So you have a 42B. That's a, that's a bra size. So when you're offering that kind of variety, it's when you're really speaking to... Uh, a, you're really Is she getting into in. there? Yeah, she does that. Okay. Um, but But what I'm saying is just that that's different sizes and shapes and you know everyone's not a coca-cola bottle shape and pear-shaped women can be 110 pounds or 210 pounds or 310 pounds so you could be small on the top and big on the bottom so what Fenty is doing is serving that everyone is not 38 24 you know 40 and a version of that so everyone's right. out of hourglass okay so that's what you're getting when you're getting a Fenty line they're taking that stuff into consideration so you have this fashion show that has short women Tall women, thin women, trans athletic women. women. Well, then we get to the the, the trans women. Um, women with a prosthetic. Yeah, we get women who are like different bo- different ability women. Um, then you get models mixed in with other kinds of models, mixed with other kinds of models. It was very fly. Um, then you I, get show. Yeah, and you got a show. What I liked about the way they presented the outfits from the fashion show part of it is that every scene... Yes. Everyone was wearing the outfit. The same outfit, so you got to see mm-hmm. it in each and every size, which I thought was dope. Yeah. 
Because well, everything did look sexy. Mm-hmm. But different. But different. Well, sexy is different for everybody. Correct. But even even with that being said, everyone was dressed tastefully. No one seemed to be being put in things that did not suit their shape. So, like, I love Tybora Majors. She is... She is Sexy. She is very sexy and she's a very hourglass figured girl. Yes. So putting her in that baby doll top to baby doll lingerie to walk, it looks perfect on her because that's going to suit her. Then the other girls that might have been a little more middle, like maybe fuller in the middle, putting them in like a one piece um, body stocking looked really cool because the same way a very thin girl would look cool in it, a very big but ne- like not shapely person looked interesting. So I thought that was good. I thought it was a beautiful show. And then the performances. So you. I had, love some of the colors actually. Before yeah, we even yeah, leave, the like, colors seem to be really bright, point. vibrant, punchy. Right. Right. Sexy. Yeah. Um, a lot of lace. So a lot of this stuff would need to be hung up. Don't go in a dryer. Oh. Nothing going in the dryer. Everything, you know. I see. Don't put that shit in the dryer. Mm. It'll get crunchy. Mm. Now it's ruined. You got to pull it on. You stick your thumb through it. I have a friend who, you know, um, the lingerie and all the pretty panties never made it quite out the room after um, episodes. So that friend didn't spend a lot of money or was like, I'm not buying this shit. You, you, you breaking everything. I don't understand what you're saying. You're saying that when a person started to fuck, they would leave the, um, the stuff would get ripped off and yeah. then you would throw on the floor and you never person. see it again? Yeah. Okay. Well. So, like, you know, all of that, it's lace and let's wash it. Yeah, but you still it. have to care for your things, though, because when you pick it up off the floor. No, no, I'm talking about shredded. Oh, well, I don't, okay. Well, whoever was fucking Wolverine, mm-hmm. that's lit. Um, but, yeah, these things cost a little bit of money. So, the pricing is from 20 to $120, I believe. The whole suit? No, just different things. So there's some inexpensive things there. And then there's some panties. There was a pair of panties that Rihanna's wearing that are $75. And they're lace. And again, if you have on a pair of $75 lace panties, you got to hand wash them. Mm. And then let them dry. Yeah, I don't know if I'm buying those because I don't have that kind of time. Okay. Well, I mean, I just wanted to share. If Guys, the, the fashion show is on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you should watch it. In terms of performances, what did you think of the performances? What did you like? What didn't you like? What I especially liked was um, seeing how comfortable a lot of these MCs are in their skin. Because they like are. Who? Big Sean was very, very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Ferg, comfortable. Not as comfortable as Big Sean seemed, but he Ferg was getting in there. He was doing his little dance steps, and mm-hmm. he was looking really good. Um I wasn't really into seeing uh, 21 Savage. Well, he didn't even say anything. I, I just didn't want to. He, he didn't say anything and he looked scared. Okay. He looked very frightened. It was and it different. Was like, it was a different setup maybe. That might have been the most, one of the most off things of the show. Well, like, he brought out Joan Smalls though. She came out on her own. He didn't no. lift her and bring her out. They walked um, out together. He kind of walked like if he was about to do his recitation on Sunday, mm. his first recitation on Easter Sunday. Mm. He looked frightened and he had nothing to say. So I'm like, well, he was wearing, he was modeling the lingerie for men. Okay, <clears throat> he didn't do a good job of that. 
Now, if they could, they should have put Big Sean in that. Cause but Big Sean had on an outfit. Yeah. And I would like to say something about Big Sean. What I appreciated, aside from how fucking great his body looks. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. Yes. Sir. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, Big Sean. On the stage, performing, moving his body, physically going up and down stairs, zero backing track. Right. Doing his own fucking ad libs. Right. NMC, for sure. Say what you want. I know he gets on all of our nerves sometimes when yes. he breaks up. I'm glad he promised he's going to stop talking to us about it. Please, thank you. Because we don't want to hear it. Keep to but him and Ferg, standout performances because he and Ferg, they just they were so comfortable yeah. on that stage and they they did they came out they performed they engaged with the crowd they did not have backing tracks they were giving us live vocals i love it then you have 21 savage come out he's supposed to be modeling i know that for some people he's attractive i get the sense that neither of us are mm-hmm. that's not our that's, way that's not that's not for me dog no he's not no for me sir either. that red outfit i think it was cool it was cool but i mean you know, and Joan Small. If he was, showed up in the bedroom wearing that, I'd be like, "Yes, keep, keep that on, sir." And this is the wrong room for you. This room. On. I'm fucking calling the cops. <laughs> yeah, like, why are you in my room? Yeah, get the fuck out. Ugh. Um, Puffy's son, Christian, was a um, model. That was a little much for me. Him trying to give sexy and like, I'm like, ugh. You are a little boy. People, you know, he's an adult, but just something about him just feels. How very, old is he now? Uh, adult age. Like, he's an adult. 20. Whatever he is, he's a grown-up. It's still gross. I mean, I'm I'm sure that there's girls who are like, oh, my God, did you see him wearing the stuff? So what did you think of the Migos' performance? I thought the Migos' performance was hilarious. They were comfortable. You know, they Mm -hmm. this is what they do. But it was a little bit funny to see them in the, we were talking about it. In oh, the, um, iridescent leather. Yeah, in the, the, the shiny suits, the, the 2019 version of the shiny suits, I which is a better. Fine, yeah. yeah, it was and better. I did think that, I want to always say and point out, Offset gets f- flyer by the month. That's I that. would say being married to Cardi B has New York swag. Yeah, his sneaker game. He had on the Marty McFly's. Mm-hmm. He performed in the water. Yeah, in the water and was splashing about in such in his iridescent leather get up, shiny suit. It was it was very good. Free the locks. Um, uh, DJ Khaled. Mm-hmm. I would say I'd like to pass. Yeah, he's he's um, an acquired taste. I just haven't. Gotten into I just want the back and track shit to stop for rappers. And then on top of that, like his birth control when he wasn't using the back and track was shitty. But I mean I don't even sometimes I don't think about it I I don't think about the breath control because I don't think I'm that technical. But I just feel like if your job is to go into a microphone and speak and you don't have to dance or do choreography, you need to give us a live vocal. And, your and if it's track, on point, it's on point. And if it's not on yeah. point, this is hip hop. And we just get use it. the backing track for like the chorus. But I don't think they should back you up for the whole... Or maybe one of your ad-libs, like... Yeah. What, the thing you can't get to because it's just mm-hmm. the awkward place of the song. Right. Um, but, yeah. Then we had Tierra Wack come out. And she was so she, good. She, oh, She's a gorgeous girl. Like, she her was skin, really good. Yeah, she was good. Like, yeah. she was good. She was also comfortable being yeah. on stage. And also, no backing track. Out there just hitting it, hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. Side note, this was really good, but did you also watch the Beyonce thing? The making um, the of ABC. the ABC. No, thing. I did not. She's on there as well. Latiera. Yeah, because she's on um, Rock Nation. Well, no, because she's oh. on the Lion King soundtrack. Ah, yes, yeah. she is. So the way that that 
that documentary goes. It is track by track. She's by having track. a hell of a year. Let's We're go. We're seeing her. And she's super skilled. And she's She's beautiful. your favorite rapper's favorite she, rapper. Yeah, she's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so she came out. She performed. Um, Jill was She in. was in her fashion. Yeah, she was in her fashion. Yeah. Personally hers. Yeah, but she looked... She definitely looked like November. She didn't she, look like She September. had a lot on, but yeah. she was comfortable in her... Maybe um, 21 Savage should have wore that. I don't know. But she, <laughs> she, whoever styled her, like her makeup was flawless. Her holiday party hair was great. Um, That's what we're going to see, you know. You're going to see these. me with a, a holiday po- party ponytail come time. I'm getting me a ponytail that touches the back of my knees. Fabulous was there. Yeah. He, I would have ex- he, he think he. He, he fashion man. He's fashion man. He been fashion man. So you knew he was going to be there. His finely tailored slacks. His glasses. And sneakers and his Cartier glasses. And Not he, prescription. He's just out here being fly fab, all of that fine, great. Knapsack vest. Yeah, I didn't. No, no, that was that was not fashion to me. But But it was fashionable, I could tell. Um, Again, with the backing track. Fat Joe was great, but you know. Joe's little jacket. He got into his fashionist. I want to borrow his jacket. I think that was Gucci. You know, zebra. No, those were peacocks. Those were peacocks? Mm -hmm. I thought it was a zebra Mm -hmm. on his back. Mm -hmm. Just a peacock? Mm Mm-hmm. Would you look at he that? He was giving us Caribbean vibes. Oh yes, right, right. Letting no, us know like color and, and feather. Letting us know yeah. color and feather, and feather, feather he and was color. Giving it up. Now you're getting into how Fab had on. A, we had the 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 backing track. You're not into that. I don't like my rappers with the backing track. Why'd you do that, Fab? Why does anyone do it? You too, DJ Khalid. Everyone, stop. Come to practice. Don't do the make, another turn your, one that. Can't you make the microphone louder or something, something. like that? It, I don't know. I, I mean, like for, for Khaled, like, he spends a lot of time yelling. I think his thing is his yelling and his energy. That's hard to maintain. But, Fab, you are an MC. I expect better. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that was. Don't do it no more. Stop that shit. I will say this. The tailoring on your pants was impeccable, though, impeccable. Mr. Jackson. You showed up for the fashion. Yeah, you showed up for your fitting. He was out here looking. And I did like his color scheme. Yeah, he did a he nice color scheme. kind of match. Yes, they did. You know, he can set a scene with the look, but I didn't enjoy that performance. And speaking of shit we don't like, because okay. we're not going to get deep, deep into this shit. No, I wanted to, and then as I tried to get deeper into it, I was looking at it like, this is bullshit. Like, and you know what that shows? That shows a, a level of of honesty and, and, and self-awareness that I think... We should applaud ourselves. Yeah, like, I'm not doing that shit. Because we're I just going to say that this Takashi 6 9 shit is bullshit. It's whack. It's weird. It's very confusing. And I hope it's over soon. Yeah, it got to be over. His part is over as of right now. I mean, we live in a weird Trump yeah, world. But um, I think it's... I'm, I mean, the memes, I saw the memes. There were some ha-has. But this just needs to go away. And people, I think, need to stop giving him attention. I don't think he deserves any of it. And it's bad. He didn't. And we're going to protect Jim Jones? Yes, at all costs. Because we got to see these workouts. Oof. Sir. And Mm. I like how you... Do you you, like You saw yourself trending. Do you you like the way his beard looks? Yes. He got gray in his beard. I mean, it happens every now and again. Oh, you said yes so fucking enthusiastically. It's Jim Jones because, you know... You said yes like... Because I mean... Yes! (laughs) Well, this is the thing. He, um, Tell me about Jimmy. He's working out, you know, IG. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess he saw himself trending, mm-hmm. went to see what he did, mm-hmm. saw what it was, and was, got back us. in the gym and was like, no matter how they try to 
take your focus off. Mm. Keep focus. Mm. Pull ups. Yes, dog. Give us the pull ups. Get right. money, Jimmy. Get, Get money, money, sir. Mm. And mm. you know, sadly, I don't even think I was looking up to see if your beard has salt and pepper or not. Beard is salt and pepper. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> That's just not what I'm looking at. Um, so Jim seeing Jones, other things. So Jim Jones's salt and pepper beard is okay, but DMX isn't. So if DMX start going to the gym with Jimmy, do you think maybe you can overlook the salt and pepper beard? Like I'm just trying to tell you, I wasn't looking at Jim Jones' face. Is all I'm saying. I understand what you're saying, but I and ask I, you, you a know, question. if he if if DMX get the body intact, I won't look at his face either. Mm. I'll even start the wear gray sweats mm. petition. Okay. okay, all right. So that's gray sweats and pull ups. I feel you. Mm. Yeah, Jimmy, Keep, stay focused, he did, Jimmy. He did come out and distract us with. Look, guys, if you are a woman of a certain age and you are not making the choice. To follow Jim Jones on Instagram. If you are. No. Fuck that. I'm going to be inclusive. If you are a person who enjoys men. Right. Whether you are man, woman, intersect, whatever, intersex or whatever. Take yourself over to the Instagrams and get yourself a little entertainment with a little Jim Jones Daily Gym video. Jim Jones puts up a workout video every day. That means that he is focused. He lets you know what part of his body he's worked on so you know what you're about to see. And then he gives it to you. And gives you about four or five movements. And then that's it. He don't even talk to you. It's very nice. Fellas, don't be afraid to adopt some of these workout practices that your man got going on. He gives a good chest press. He gives a good leg press. He gives a good squats. He gives, and he works the entire body, everything. He doesn't skip leg day, and I love that about him. So if you would like, if you like and enjoy to watch a man do what a man, what men do in the gym, uh, take yourself over to Jim Jones on Instagram and enjoy that. So that's like one of my favorite Instagram accounts. Yeah, like you know. I, I get to see it. I don't get into nothing else about Jim Jones. I like. His I don't music. even get into his face. Uh, no, I think he. I like. I he's like handsome, but yeah, yeah. I, I guess because I really didn't. You like? Do you like? Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah, I like. The yeah, beard, I'm, I'm a face person. I'm always going to appreciate and be aware of what you look like in the, the squats face. Is right. Because if I, I happen to like up, nice asses. Mm, sure, I like nice asses too. I like them very much, and I like a good like squat. Like a basketball butt. booty. Yeah, but when a guy does squats, your butt does something amazing, especially a man of African descent. Yeah, these butt muscles are not just for the ladies. No, nope. no, the men have good butts too. I cannot yes. lie. Yeah, I shout out to all the men I know with nice butts. Yeah. 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 That As we are sitting here with thought bubbles over our head. For sure. Of all the names that we're not going to call that, out yeah, because you we're know, not messy. Things that I was going to say you, that I'm not going to say. We might get some. You might If you get a hey big head text from me in about an hour, it's because I was talking about you while I was recording the pod. Uh, I'll see who's listening. If I don't notice that you had a gray beard. <laughs> not my fault, B, because I'm not really doing all of that looking She's at looking your looking at face. your backside. Facts. So... You know, we're kind of getting to the point where we're wrapping up our episode today. And, you know, I think that we've been getting really good feedback from this We See You Sis thing that we are doing. Yes. And I'm glad that we we decided to do it. And I'm glad that we're keeping it going. We're connecting with people. Um, I think that shit is dope. Um, and I hope that we continue to grow our ecosystem by recognizing and reaching out and bigging up women that we see doing, doing things, their things big. So. Who is your We See You Sis for this week? My We See You Sis is actually my cousin. Um, She has a handmade jewelry, crystals, 
Um, What's her handmade f- art? Where is she? She is in Brooklyn. She no, does. Name? A, her name is Michelle, but her page on IG is mm-hmm. Black Sapphire. No, Black Queen Sapphire. She's working on her website. She hasn't gotten there yet, but she. If you go there, you'll see all of her pop-ups. You'll see her. Oh, Black Queen Sapphire. Okay, nice. She does tassels. Oh, she, rings. Yeah, she does rings. She, she you know. Oh, fun. Does she make this with her hand? She hand makes everything. Um, I'm still waiting on my personal piece, but we're waiting for the stone that I should be rocking. It's not that she hasn't made it yet. It's just that we haven't found the stone. Mm. Um, How long has she been in business? She has been in business for at least 10 years. Mm. Um, she's always been... Great with her hands. Everyone okay. in my family finds a way to, to be crafty mm, in mm. some way, shape, or form. And uh, the pieces are beautiful. Mm. And it's not just the, the the rings or the earrings or, like, when she has time and the feeling moves her, she'll just start painting. Mm. So, so she's a creative. She's a creative. Um, All right. So we got to make sure that everybody knows about her. I will make sure to put a link to her on on the episode, I'll make sure to make sure that she's tagged so she knows that we are thinking about her and we appreciate her and her shit is dope. Black and, Queen Sapphire, we see you, and sis. And what's dope about this is that it perfectly ties into who I wanted to give an acknowledgement to. Um, have you ever heard of this store called the Sable Collective? I have heard of the Sable Collective. Okay. So, like, I was so I had heard about them. I was listening to a podcast or something. I heard about them, and you know, Abby lives in Philly. Yes. So I saw that they Sable Collective is a store that's uh, they had a boutique in Philly. Uh, I believe it was near the Allegheny stop on the train. Um, so when I went down one time to visit Abby, I was like, "Yo, we got to go to this store," and you know. You and I both know. There's been times where you'll see something online. You'll see a spot online. You walk into the people and they're nasty or rude. Yeah, you're like, well, this this isn't in alignment with your uh, your online presentation. Or Or they treat you like you're foreign. Because you know when I walk into a place and space, I I think people can tell I'm from New York. You're very New York. Yeah. Or as soon as I open my mouth. Right. And Philly people are very sensitive to the New York accent or whatever and vice versa. So I go into this place. Every fucking body in here is just like eyes, bright, smiles, hello, welcome. Customer service. Just nice, but like not trying to just hide, just an acknowledgement. Okay. And, you know, if you need anything, let me know. Then you walk in the store, and from the fucking time you step over the threshold from the welcome mat on, first of all, it is black. Black is Black good. things, all black everything. These are black old items, things? Uh, tchotchkes. Okay. Uh, candles. Stones. Mm. Jewelry, clothing, soap, just like it's a, it wasn't a huge spot, but it wasn't a small spot. Patches, okay, pins, flags. I want to get into books, to patches, books, boxes of like gift box. When I tell you, and this is and neat, and it smells amazing, and the music was dope, and it was next to a natural hair salon. Oh, because you know natural hair is really big in Philly. Like yes. they were ahead of us. On a natural oh, yeah, hair. They the were first time I went natural, if I would have lived in Philly, I probably would have stayed, stayed natural, natural. Because they, they have it figured out. So the Sable Collective is there. Me and Abby are in the store. Everyone's nice to us. People are talking. We're chit-chatting. It's just a lot of women, black women. You see, it's funny because you just... You, it was weird because I saw people that I had seen on IG. And I'm like, oh, shit. I know that person's face. Just different individuals or what have you. Um, I bought um, I bought a soap. It was owned like a black-owned company yeah. from Louisiana. 
This soap was this, it was this big, the size of a brick, guys. Okay. Put my hands up. It's a hand cut soap. A, a hand cut soap, mango flavored. Put the soap in my bathroom and did not use the soap for four months. My bathroom smelled like mango for four months. It was an amazing soap. And then it, when I went to use it, it took so long to wear down. Anyway, I love the store. I love the people. Uh, recently, Philadelphia has been doing some revitalization of different okay. parts of the um, city. And there's a mall that was called that's called the Fashion District Mall okay. that they just redid. And they had spaces for local Philly um Store owners. Okay. And yesterday, the Sable Collective opened their store in downtown Philly. Nice. In the fashion it, district mall. So does this put them closer to more foot traffic? Yes. Yes. Because where they were, you had to go there. You had to go. Like it was. Like dark. you had to say, like, "Hey, Abby, we are going, going to here. have to so, go okay. here." Because you're like, um, so you know, like how two thirty third. Yes. Is one thing, but if somebody was on say two twenty second in Barnes. Right, you got to right, you got to walk. Yeah, you think it's residential, but maybe it's like a little. There might be a little bodega. Yeah, right, a little little boutique. So you got to go. You got to work for it. It's off the beaten path. Yeah, but they were so nice. Everyone was so lovely, and to see these ladies go and grow um, to the point where they're gonna be. Yes. Okay. And they 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 have all these different vendors that a lot of times they're black women owned. Is the store bigger? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It it is, and it's open. Okay. Yeah, so it looks like it's double the size. And they just have nice things. And they have nice price. The price point, if you walk in there with $5, you're going to be able to buy something. If you got $500, you're going to be able to get some flashy. Thanks. Yeah. And they have art. So it's a, it's an eclectic mix. It kind of reminds me of like a Black Botanica. Nice. Does, you know what I mean? So there was sage up in the piece yes. too. Okay. Yes. And got when it. I say candles, I mean like intentional candles. Okay. Um, all that kind of stuff. Oh, maybe yeah. I want to make a trip. Yeah, no, when the anybody, if you're ever in Philly, you have to go try the store because these people are nice people. Okay. Yeah. So those are my two. We see you, sis. Now I wanted to take um, you know, we're wrapping up. All right, we're wrapping up. And I just wanted to um see real quick if we had any reviews or any comments. And I think we actually had a good argument about um, the ready to a little bit of feedback about the ready to die um, long episode because it was see, a long episode. I see you got somebody to agree with you on that intro um, ribbon in the sky. Yes, y'all, a hundred percent of people, not just one. Many people were like, "I don't understand why that's a conversation." So last week, you guys might remember that I said. I think that the Ribbon in the Sky by Intro versus Ribbon in the Sky by Stevie Wonder, the original writer and composer, Intro's Ribbon in the Sky is better. I I say it. I stand by it. And everyone... Was it about harmonies? It, the harmonies are beautiful. It just sounds better. Okay. Um, and then I even got a message in the inbox like, also, and as well, Lately by Jodeci is better than Stevie Wonder's version of Lately, too. Oh, so Brothers we just out here murdering. <laughs> We coming to get Stevie out of here. Well, <laughs> let me just not say that. Don't. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so maybe this week we'll talk about, we'll make that a poll, whether Lately, this, the Jodeci version of Lately versus the Stevie Wonder version of Lately. We may have to ask the people and see what they think. I don't know. It could be the harmonies. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm, Casey and I'm, JoJo's harmony is impeccable. Yeah. And what What's what I opinion? said, uh, what I said was, uh, I'm going with um, Casey and JoJo also. Yeah. What um, was your opinion of intro though? With intro, I I thought it had to be the harmonies because there were so many and they were layered. Mm -hmm. And then you, um, who would you prefer? If you had to have one person sing 
Ribbon in the Sky to you, and it was going to be intro uh, or Stevie. You, it has to be Stevie. Oh um, no, not Stevie me. for me. Dig up the guy who died from intro and give me those harmonies. Thank you. I, and I also thought maybe I would have wanted to hear Player do it because they were also really, really good with harmonies. But yeah, I could, you know. Ciao. Ciao. Y'all can argue me down or not. So um, we got. Uh, we did get some pretty good feedback. Also, somebody else called Scorpio, Scorpio Girl 1025 co-signed, hey uh, can we play things, THC Lube. Hey, you. So, you know. They we, like the lube. They, when we talked about the, the We See You Sis of last week, I think it was Kimmy's Play Thing. Yeah. So, I guess people were listening and giving feedback. What's all that lube? Come on in. She got, can you, you know, you can send us a sample. Send us a sample, Kamani. to review it. I, mean, I don't, you know, I will have to. Um, I would like to review it. Scorpio Girl even says it's good even if you're solo. I don't know what that means, but I think I could do the math on that. So if you want to send us a little package and you want us to give it a try, we'd be happy to. Um, and always, as always, uh, please tell a friend to tell a friend. Always subscribe. Everybody knows that subscribing is free. So subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, well, tell a friend. Read, um, read the uh, feedback. That was the feedback, really. Okay. Yeah, it was more engagement than feedback. Just kind of saying, like, yeah, I tried this shit. I did this shit. And uh, you should do it, too. So everybody order uh, up that THC lube if you like a little THC in your life. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? No, I think we did. Um, this, was, this was packed. It was, this, a, it was compact and packed. That's why I like frameworks. Yes. Chantel is into frameworks. I do. I like a good framework. She also likes responses when she sends mm -hmm. things through the Googles. I do. I do. Only because I want to keep us on track because we want to make sure we're putting together the best possible shows for you guys as possible. We really thank you very much. We appreciate you. We love you for listening. That's an old Wendy Williams. I used to love when she would say that. Uh, no, uh, fuck that. Wendy is, is the yeah. GOAT recording. Yes. She's a broadcast GOAT. And when Wendy would say, I love you for listening... And she could say that to all of them people. So I'm saying it to you guys that I love you for listening. We love you for listening. Feel free to talk back to us. We are at Instagram. Termagent Talk on Instagram. We are Termagent Talk on Facebook. And we are Termagent Talk Pod at gmail.com. Feel free to drop us an email. Do you have anything you want to tell the people? No, I just want to tell them bye because my jets are playing. Oh, fucking football. <laughs> all right, guys. Bye. Right, bye.